Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence, and by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. Oh, hi. Sorry, I didn't hear you guys come in. Have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. There's a nice sofa over there. Uh, you can take your shoes off if you like. It's no trouble at all. Jim, it's time to start the oh, show. show. Come yeah, on, sorry. Go, go. Uh, uh, oh, I'm not ready. You guys sort of caught me unprepared. Just a minute. Oh, that's better. Casual Friday, no tie. Now we're ready to go. Uh, I was just catching up on some reading, and I had no idea that there were so many uses for liquid tungsten. Now, I'd like to apologize up front for my behavior on yesterday's edition of AutoLine Daily. I was definitely over the top, and I hope to make up for it with today's, shall we say, more civilized episode. Anyway, this is AutoLine Daily for Friday, February 25th, 2011. As you probably know, I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics, bringing you the latest and greatest, or at least USDA okie-dokie news from the global automotive industry. Let's get started, shall we? Toyota just can't seem to catch a break. The Wall Street Journal reports that the automaker is recalling another 2.2 million vehicles in the U.S. because of, drumroll please, floor mat issues. That's right, they are still battling pedal entrapment woes, be they real or perceived. This recall covers vehicles dating back to 2003 that weren't covered by the previous callbacks. Some of the affected models include the Lexus RX and GS ranges, as well as the Toyota Highlander. Of course, the company was recently cleared by both NHTSA and NASA, funny how the space agency was involved, for potential flaws in its electronic throttle control system. On the bright side, this latest recall ends the U.S. government's 10-month probe into the issue. Da, comrade, we have news from Mother Russia. According to Wards, Volkswagen and Gaz signed a memorandum of understanding yesterday. The two companies will partner to build more than 100,000 Volkswagen and Skoda cars annually at Nizhny Novgorod, the Detroit of Russia. Well, not really. I made the last part up about Detroit of Russia, but this is more than screwing vehicles together from knockdown kits. This is going to entail some heavy assembly, including welding, painting, and final line operations. VW will provide specific tooling to Gaz, as well as special training for some 2,500 of its workers. No word yet on what models will be built, but the German automaker already assembles the Volkswagen Polo and Tiguan, as well as the Skoda, Fabia, and Octavia models at another plant in Russia. VW says it plans to expand its model range in the country, so we should expect to see different products from the tie-up with Gaz. Last year, Chinese automaker Geely acquired Volvo from Ford, but many wondered how a relatively small Chinese company could turn the Swedish automaker around. Earlier today, CEO Stefan Jacobi laid out those plans. According to the AP, Volvo will spend between 10 and 11 billion dollars globally over the next five years to develop a new platform, powertrain, as well as building new plants in China. The company also has big sales goals. It plans to double its sales to 800,000 by the end of the decade, fueled mainly by Volvo sales in China. And speaking of China, we've been following for the last several months how the government has slashed exports of rare earth metals which are needed to make batteries for hybrids and EVs. China controls about 95% of the world's supply of rare earths. In response, the Japanese government and 100 companies, including Hitachi and Toyota, will invest $1.3 billion on facilities to reduce the country's reliance on rare earth metals. Bloomberg reports that Japan wants to cut its use of rare earths by a third, or about 10,000 metric tons a year, and it's also looking to invest in mines overseas outside of China. As we reported on Wednesday, the Supreme Court ruled this week that Mazda can be sued for not installing shoulder belts for the middle seat second row in its MPV minivans. Appellate courts had ruled for the automaker saying the company had met all federal regulations at the time. Despite the higher court's unanimous ruling, Mazda Vice President Jay Amistoy told Autoline Daily yesterday that it was what the court didn't say that's also important. 
Well, we were obviously extremely disappointed with the court's ruling yesterday. But, you know, I think it's important to understand that uh, the court didn't really find against us, didn't find us Mazda liable, or for that matter, our vehicle defective. What it simply said was that the plaintiff may now continue with their lawsuit, in which case we plan to vigorously defend our vehicle when the case moves to trial court. The decision poses a big problem for all automakers because it leaves them open to lawsuits even if they meet all federal regulations for their cars when built. As the case moves forward, we'll keep an eye on it for you. After the break, find out what we've got in store for this week's episode of AutoLine Detroit. Fun times! Reducing exhaust emissions, airified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability, DowAerify.com. Dear leader John McElroy may have flown the coop, but he still managed to make it in for this week's episode of AutoLine Detroit. Joining him in the studio was a trio of advertising experts, including the ever-knowledgeable David Kiley of AOL Autos and Advertising Age. We also have the charming Gene Halliday from AutoAdopolis, as well as Mr. Gary Topolowski, a genuine advertising creative director. We brought these specialists in to analyze and dissect the state of automotive advertising on television. Here's a sample of what that show has to offer. Um, I, I like the diesel commercial, and I think they needed to catch up on diesel anyway and let people know. Um, but they said that they were going to do two surprising things that would surprise Americans in their ads. And the other one about we built the X3s in America was a yawn, I thought. Yeah, that didn't work for me whatsoever. It's, like, I, I'm not, it's curious to see BMW spending so much advertising money to say we're made in America. It didn't compute. I'm not, I'm not sure that really resonates with the BMW buyer. I, I understand from talking to them that they're trying to get away from the hardcore performance image, which their research says attracts a lot of people but puts off a lot of people. But I'm not sure the fact that the X3 is built in South Carolina as your headline, uh, I don't think that's going to sell a lot of X3s. Okay, another luxury brand, Audi, which did this whole thing with Kenny G in a prison break. Oh, I thought that was pretty funny. I, I thought it was a real interesting way to get at it. It was, it was luxury, but with a smile. And I, I thought it was just really uh, pretty inspired as far as how, how, it was, uh, how they laid out that message, which you're seeing a lot of that similar message out there, if you, if you notice. I mean, a lot of car companies are saying, this is the new luxury, this is the new style. And I think that they did a real nice job of it. It's, it's giving Audi a real interesting personality. I, I agree. And to me, this was another great Super Bowl ad. Exactly. You know, again, uh, very high production values, 60-second mm -hmm. ad. So I like that. And they really teased it a lot on the web, on YouTube, with the sort of longer videos about, about uh, luxury prison is what it was. I Breaking the, out of luxury right, prison. I, it's an interesting thing because, you know, after AutoLine, we encourage people to go to auto, to, on the web for more. I would encourage people to look at the longer form versions of some of these ads because I think, especially in the Audi case, they're actually more interesting in the longer versions online than they were in, in the game, I think. As always, you can watch the entire episode of AutoLine Detroit right now on our website, AutolineDetroit.tv. Imagine that. And th 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 that's all, folks. No, really. AutoLine Daily is finished for today, but before we go away for the weekend, I'd like to remind you about a few cool things, like Roundabout, the latest show to join the AutoLine family of fine programs. It's a car-themed podcast that takes a good look at some of the strange or unreported news from the past week. I highly recommend it. In fact, I like it so much, I was even a guest on it a couple of months back, which was a lot of fun. Did I say that right? That's okay? Nina Beckhart from The Naming Group is the star tonight. She'll be talking about what she does for a living and how she came up with a controversial name for the new Chevrolet Sonic. 
Should be a good show. You can watch it live on our website, autolionedetroit.tv, or on roundaboutshow.com. It starts about 6.30 Eastern Time. You can also subscribe to it on iTunes or the Zoom Marketplace if you have a Zoom, which I don't think anybody does. Anyway, I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics. Thank you very much for watching, and I'll catch you later. Haul out!